to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 145. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, Shauna Wood? I am doing well. How are you? I am great. Today, we're talking about overcoming fear. And you have written out half of a book (laughs) here on this uh, sheet of paper. (laughs) So I do want to thank everyone out there listening. Hope you're having a great day. Yes. So we just had, uh, we just took a couple days off, went camping with the kids So that was an experience. It was my first time to go tent camping in 17 years. Um, So anyway, it was good. But you all have probably picked up by now, like I am just very driven by doing things and achieving things. And so to turn off my cell phone for two days and just be was fantastic. And I I didn't miss my phone at all. Um, but what happened was these emotions started to rise up that normally I just bypass. Um, and so I've got a couple things on the calendar this week that have the potential to be fairly life altering. Um, and so all of my emotions about those things, I pretty much just crammed in a box because I just was busy taking care of other things and didn't have time to think about it and didn't want it to slow me down. So when I suddenly took some time to slow down and those emotions crept up, one of those emotions was fear. And so it was actually kind of liberating for me the other night to actually just verbalize, hey, I'm a little bit scared about this. So anyway, I thought it would be good, even if it doesn't help anybody else out there. It's going to be good for me to learn <laughs> to process overcoming fear. Yeah, I think most of our episodes, I don't really know if anybody gets anything else out of them. Oh, well, I know people do. They say they do. But either that or they're liars. But <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we're really just trying to work through our own stuff. Most, almost all these episodes. <laughs> so way long time ago, when I was in middle school, I w- thought about becoming a photographer. I was really interested in it. And, um, but this was back in the days where you had to like purchase the film and then pay to have it developed and you get them back like a week later or two weeks later or whatever. So I was going through this photography book and I remember seeing this picture and thinking that is amazing. Again, you know, pre before all of this computerized manipulation of photographs, but just using perspective and distance, the photographer had captured a picture of a person with their hand out and will look like a tiny little human being standing on their hand. And I, I was just like, that is the coolest thing ever. I have to do that with my little Kodak instant camera, you know, kind of thing. So I had my brother and a neighbor, a friend in the neighborhood lined up like in the backyard trying to get that same effect, which two weeks later, it turns out they were like off a step or two when I finally got the film back. Um, but it stands out to me in my mind because perspective and illusion can cause things to appear that are real that really aren't real at all. Um, And so I think that that's a big part when we start talking about fear and anxiety and all of that kind of thing. It's 
a, a change in our perception and it's an illusion and a perspective issue more than anything else. So let's go back to the photo uh, album book. Is this the reason why our kids don't have any baby books? <laughs> Except like what, one or two or three maybe? I'm just saying, you start popping out that many kids, it's it's hard to keep up with the baby books. <laughs> Some of our kids are like, where's our baby book? It's like, uh, we didn't love you that much. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, I think I only have one more to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm catching up slowly but surely. Good job, honey. Good job. So as we're looking at fear, like I think it's important to say that fear is healthy. Like it's a normal thing. And if someone doesn't have fear, then that is like a red alert. Yeah. Danger Will Robinson kind and of thing. Have you ever been around someone who really doesn't register fear? They're, it's kind of, uh, I don't want to say spooky to be around them because they're not like normal. <laughs> well, and we even just watched this thing on the National Geographic, um, the documentary of this guy who goes free soloing. It's like mountain climbing, but no ropes. Yeah. And so, and they actually did an MRI on his brain and the amygdala that on most people lights up with fear at diff- different times. His very rarely lights up like it takes super extreme things for him to actually feel fear so fear is normal it's a good healthy thing that we have because it it keeps us from being hurt it it warns us that we need to be careful Um, and anxiety when we talk about that is really just a little piece of that fear puzzle that's really focused about the future and worry and that kind of thing Um, but the problem becomes when fear and anxiety are your focal point and, and they are the normal that you live your life in, um, then that is when fear actually becomes a problem for us. Right. And that's usually, I mean, it can be lots of things, but trauma can be a big thing. Like PTS, well, some people add the D, some people don't, because it's not really a disorder. If you have post-traumatic stress, like you're normal. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not a disorder, you're actually in order. So, but you want to get to the point where you, you don't have that. You don't have fear and anxiety to become your normal um, guide of life, but that takes a lot of awareness and takes a lot of work to kind of go through that. So it's, it's not an easy process. Right. But I think, you know, as we're kind of framing this up, this topic, it's important that we say to ourselves, it's not okay for this to become my focal point for fear and anxiety to become my focal point, because not only does it steal your peace and your joy of living, but it starts to have physical manifestations. Like we talk a lot about being integrated and holistic and body, mind, and spirit, and they all impact each other. So when you operate with fear as your normal, like that is what you were totally focused on. It actually, there are studies um, that came out of the University of Minnesota on one of their sites talking about fear can weaken your immune system. It can cause cardiovascular damage. It can cause gastrointestinal problems and IBS. It could decrease fertility. It can accelerate aging and it can actually cause premature death. So, in case you needed some reasons to deal with whatever fear or anxiety might be creeping in there, those are some good reasons. Yeah, and literally scared to death, (laughs) you know? Yeah, literally. So, this morning we sang a song in church, and one of the lines that stood out to me is that fear is a liar with a smooth and velvet tongue. Um, So, it's just the deception that we can have about whatever object that we're scared of, fearful of. So you all know, 
I don't like to just talk about a problem without having a solution. So here are six strategies to overcome fear and anxiety. And you can find the article that this is based off of at reallifecounseling.us. So number one, learn more about your fear. And I feel like we've kind of talked about this when we've talked about, well, what's the worst case scenario? Like really pressing in. Um, Sometimes we're not sure what is making us feel fearful or anxious. So in that case, this would mean like, taking a note, oh, my hands get clammy at this point, or it becomes difficult for me to breathe when this thing is happening. So you can kind of gauge by physical, your physical body, what is triggering that. But sometimes you know what you're afraid of. And so just playing that game and asking those questions, like when we started an online business and I had a lot of fear about it, like, okay, if we're going to do this, like, What if we fail and that kind of thing? I don't know if you remember this, but we took a walk and we walked around the property and we just talked about what would be the worst case scenario. And we kept playing kind of that devil's advocate until essentially the worst case scenario became we would totally fail. We would be in debt. We would lose our house. We would lose our property and we would have to move in with your parents. And then I was like, oh, well, (laughs) I guess we could do that. You know, we would still live. It wouldn't be fun, but we could still live that. So... A lot of our a lot of our American lifestyle, we live so good, and and there's obviously you could always get hit by a log truck, you know. Always say that on the on the way home, but if you make bad choices, usually the worst that happens to you is you live under the bridge somewhere, like, and that's better than a lot of places and a lot of options in the world. I'm not saying you couldn't end up worse, but <laughs> generally you can end up in an, under a bridge, right? Somewhere, yeah. So, number one is learn more about your fear. Number two is use your imagination in a positive way. So, a lot of times, especially with anxiety, you start playing out all of these terrible situations and outcomes and that kind of thing. So, instead of using your imagination in a negative way, imagine that whatever it is, whatever the scenario is, a failed business, whatever it is, happens and imagine yourself feeling peaceful in the midst of that situation. And so it's kind of like the athletes. I mean, how many athletes have I heard of who use their imaginations and they see themselves, they visualize themselves making the shot or the pianist that visualizes playing the piano and the, and the piece perfectly. And then when they're actually in that physical situation, they're able to perform at a really high level. So you're essentially tapping into that, imagining yourself in the midst of that peaceful or feeling peaceful in the midst of that situation that you have been fearful about before. Mm -hmm. So third strategy is use a different part of your brain. So I thought this was really interesting, um, but we've talked a lot about left brain, right brain hemispheres, but if you find yourself and you're very emotional, so you're feeling very anxious, very fearful about something, stopping and analyzing, like rate it from one to 10. Like one is I can't hardly, or I just feel totally calm and 10 is I can't function because I'm so fearful. And so doing that switches you from the part of your brain that's focused on emotion to the part of your brain that analyzes. So you're just switching gears internally. Right. And I would say journaling, which we just did a podcast about that, is a great way to help you switch because it takes the stuff that's inside of you 
inputs it outside of you where you can visually look at it. And I tell you, it's <clears throat> there's times when I've journaled through and I just made a chart in my journal and I will flip through and those kind of stand out to me because they're different than what I usually write in my journal, the format. But I can go back through and I can look through and I'm like, oh, that, that was really helpful to kind of analyze and actually get me over the the hump, you know, whatever that was, whatever that issue was. But I made a column. This is what I'm fearful of. This, you know, like, I don't usually, usually do a number, but like, what's the worst case scenario? What's this? What's that? It's a great way to just help you just process your feelings, especially for me, because I, I mean, you and I talk, but I'm not going to call many people and just talk about my fears. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Another one, which we've talked about before, is focus on your breathing. Um, and it's not just a psychological trick, but when you, again, that connection with the body, mind, and spirit, when you are deep breathing, it forces your body to physically calm itself. And we've talked about square breathing. I love square breathing because all you have to do is count to four. And everybody can do that. Even if you're stressed out or whatever else is happening in your life, you can count to four. So you would... Inhale for a count of four, and then hold it it for a count count. of four. Okay. Okay, ready? Okay, so. You go, I'll count. Okay. (laughs) Ready? Don't think about it. Just do it. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Hold. One, two, three, four. So it kind of makes a square. <laughs> so it kind of makes a square. If you imagine, you know, the inhale going up and then hold going over, exhale going down, hold com- coming back to your original point. Um, and obviously you're counting in your mind. So you don't have that whole issue of how do I speak while I'm doing this breathing? I'm not going to be there to count for you. Sorry. <laughs> so again, and, and a lot of these things are pattern interruptions, um, which is just what we need. If we find ourselves stuck in an emotional spot, we need something to interrupt that pattern. So strategy number five is practicing mindfulness. Um, So a lot of people, if they're feeling fearful, do some kind of activity. And so instead of that, not doing the activity, just sitting there and observing yourself from the inside, this is how I'm feeling, This is what's going on with my heart. This is what's going on in my brain, you know, kind of thing, but not doing your usual activity. So again, a pattern interrupt. Yeah, for me, that best, the best way to do a pattern interrupt is just when I sit here, like just try to get relaxed. And then like, I just ask myself, what muscles are tense? And usually like my hands or something just not relaxed. I'm like, wow, that's just crazy. And especially if I'm driving somewhere to a meeting or something that I'm just like, eh, I'd rather not. Like if I can just get those muscles to relax, obviously not my eyes because I'm driving or my arms, but it's just crazy how much tension I carry, you know, in my shoulders up in here. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So that's something just simple and that awareness like, okay, I'm my, my, uh, whatever is really just knotted up. Like, and it's like, okay, why? And there might not be a why, or you might have been on the computer a long time or whatever, and your shoulder hurts or your arm hurts or whatever, but just trying to relax that for me is very helpful. I like that. That's very good. You will like this next one. So the last strategy that was recommended um, by the Real Life Counseling was to get in nature because nature is calming. 
And when you're walking, you're using, again, a different part of your body, a different part of your brain. So you kind of have multiple benefits. You've got that pattern interrupt, um, but then you also have all of these things that cause the body to feel more relaxed. Unless there's like a mountain lion that's like ready to pounce on you. Um, you're not really going to find a lot out in nature that's like stressful compared to the stress. You know what I'm talking about? The stress we have in our day-to-day lives at work or at home or your spouse or your kids. Nature doesn't provide that. It just, like, don't get me wrong. If you spend much time in nature, it's rugged and harsh um, or out in the water. It's beautiful, but gosh, it's so rugged and harsh and could be life-threatening pretty quick you know what you know what i mean so it's like i'm not saying don't take it like don't be those people if we just watch something like oh and then they went on this major hike they were both out of shape and then they got lost and died you know (laughs) it was like oh don't, don't do that but nature just does just unwind you from what we think of as stress yes and as i have been processing through my own fears and that kind of thing Um, You know, the bottom line for me can be summed up really well with one sentence from scripture that says that perfect love casts out fear. And so I realized that I had taken my eyes off of the goodness of God. I had focused so much on this one situation that it was just like that photograph in the book when I was a middle schooler, because what appeared to be so large really wasn't that large. And what appeared small because I wasn't looking at it, which was the goodness of God, you know, it was just because it's, it was the perspective that I had. And so when I was just really conscious about, okay, let me journal about this. Let me do a pattern interrupt. Let me breathe deeply and put several of these things into action. Then I was like, okay, this is totally doable. And I feel like a renewed vigor for life. I no longer want to just get in the fetal position and sleep. (laughs) So. Very good. Very good. Hopefully that's helpful uh, to somebody out there. Like I said, processing through the whole thing has been really helpful for me. So it's already been a win. Um, But I know in 2020, um, I have heard more people talk about fear and anxiety than probably any other year that I remember in my lifetime. Um, So I'm trusting that this is going to be helpful for some other people out there. Please remember that we would love to connect with you on Facebook. You can do that if you look for the Less Stressed Family. Um, You can connect with us on our website, LSF Podcast. You can email us, woodfamily at lsfpodcast.com. But most of all, we want you to remember that you are valuable and what you do matters. Have a blessed day. Thank you.